The WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. The 2022 boys' basketball season is back in full swing, and we find ourselves in the heart of the Greartham West battle. Tonight, the Bad Axe Hatchets are on the road up against the Cass City Red Hawks. Good evening from the M81 Valley in Cass City, Michigan. You're listening to WLW Sports Network. I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for another season. And to the right of me for his second season is Coach Steve Bone. Clark, how we doing tonight? 2022, no masks, people in the stands. This is awesome. Hey, I just hope I make some improvements for my freshman year. Both teams enter tonight with the undefeated records. Cassidy at 3-0, Bad Axe at 6-0, Steve Bone at 20-0. The Greater West race likely runs through Reese this year, but that is something that both the Red Hawks and Hatchets would love to change. Yeah, Reese is definitely the odds-on favorite to win the West. Uh, tonight's game is going to go a long way in determining uh, who the number one challenger is. It's the first night of the divisional play across the Greater Conference, and it's Bad Axe at Cassidy in our first broadcast of 2022. Keep it locked on your Harvard home for high school hoops, the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021, live and worldwide at WLWSports.com, and now also in podcast form. The WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. Our first broadcast finds Bad Axe and Cassidy going head-to-head in the first game of divisional play in the Greater West. Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone courtside from our Anger Valley Services courtside seats. We'll be back right over this. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor, the talk of the thumb, at DF Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs. Kohler Propane, nobody gives you gas like Kohler's. North Star Bank, guiding the way. Bayport State Bank, Farmers Co-op Grain Company of Kindy and Cass City. Case Survey, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Burkhardt Plumbing and Heating, Hills and Dales General Hospital, Flannery Automall of Badax, Thumb Bank and Trust, and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Anger Valley Services and the Blazing Speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to AngerValleyServices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast and copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcast Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction with the express written consent of the W at LW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. It was on this date 95 years ago in 1927 that the Harlem Globetrotters played their very first ever basketball game in Hinkley, Illinois. Despite taking their name from the famous New York City borough of Harlem, the Globetrotters were actually based out of Chicago and have played more than 26,000 exhibition games in 124 different countries. To begin, they were strictly a high-flying basketball team, not adding their now-famous entertainment and comedy routines in until the early 1940s. Wilt Chamberlain became a Globetrotter in 1958, playing for the sum of $50,000, or roughly a half a million dollars in today's dollars in economy. Fast forward to this past June, and the Harlem Globetrotters actually officially submitted a petition to become an expansion team of the National Basketball Association, the NBA, with no decision or plans being finalized yet. 
And speaking of a man who whistles sweet Georgia Brown anytime he walks into a gymnasium, it's my broadcast partner back for his second year on the microphone, his sophomore season, as he says. It's former associated head coach for the USA Patriots, Coach Steve Bode. <laughs> very good, very good. Hey, Globetrotters, always entertaining. You've never seen them where they weren't entertaining. Tonight's game is going to be all of that. I'm really excited. I don't know who picked the schedule, but this is a perfect pick for the first one of the year. Well, thank you. I'll take that compliment. It's our first broadcast of the 2022 basketball season, which can always be described as rusty at best. But with most area teams having an extended holiday break due to COVID before the holidays, coupled with bad weather to start out this week, we may, may see everyone tonight, fans included, trying to get back into full gear and up to full speed once again. Yeah, it's kind of different. You know, you're looking at Bad Axe. They're playing their sixth game tonight versus Cass City has only played three up to this point. I look at it as... It's good for Bad Axe because they're an experienced team. So they're playing. There ain't a whole lot to learn. But for Coach Fernald to only have three games, he's got a lot to work on over Christmas break. Uh, I think that's really good for a, a young team not to have that many games in December. Tonight marks the first games of divisional play for the season being completed in the Great Earthen Conference with the road to the Breslin Center beginning in just two months exactly from today. It's Bad Axe at Cass City, and it's all on the W. LW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. Bad Axe at Cass City. JV wrapping up right now. When we return, we'll take a look at the away team, the Bad Axe Hatchets, right here on the W. LW Sports Network. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone from Cass City, Michigan. It's our first broadcast of the season, and we are back on air. Steve, it's good to have you back. It's great to be back. This is awesome. And to answer your question, you asked me literally three seconds before going back well, on air. I like air. to do that, put you on the spot you know, who, so you can't who, answer. Who was in district finals? It was the Banax Hatchets and Harbor Beach Pirates. That's who it was. That's All what right. Banax beat Cass City. Yes, okay. In a very closely game. Yes. I think it was a seven-point yes, ball game that's there. That's what I was thinking. Well, All right. Play Harbor Beach and then went on to play Reese, yes. losing to Reese for a third time. Sorry for disrupting you. It's okay. <laughs> I can now I can cross out a line in the script now as well because we just had you listened or read, it would have gone through that. But anywho, it's the Banax Hatchets on the road against the Cassie Red Hawks in the first game of divisional play in the Griffith Conference especially in the West here. Banax enters tonight with a 5-0 overall record. Four of five wins came in double digits. Their closest was actually against Almont when they won by five points. In the Gerritham West, 0-0, first game tonight. They came in second place last year in the divisional race. Their only losses, all three in the season, to the Reese Rockets. Head coach Mark Krug in his ninth season at the helm, and good to see him back on the, on the sidelines tonight. Head coach since 2014. Over that time, he has accrued 104 wins in 62 losses. That is a 627 batting average. Over that time of eight and a half seasons, he's had two Greyhound West titles and two district titles. For the Hatchets of the Huron County seat in Banax through December, Banax is scoring 61.6 per game. That is the second best offense of all 14 GTC teams behind only Reese, who's averaging 76 points per game. On defense, the Hatchets are allowing 37.8 per game, which is also the second best, much like their offense. The only team better than by average, their opponent tonight, the Kansas City Redhawks. 
average margin of victory for the Hatchets is 23.8 points in their favor. Again, that is the second best in the Gertham Conference and one of five teams winning by average of double digits. The defending district champions had a very busy first half of December, squeezing in five games between December 8th and December 17th, winning all five contests and hitting at least 60 points on three separate occasions. Since their 17-point victory on the road against Ubley on December 17th, the Hatchets have not had a game. They were supposed to play Harbor Beach, yes, on Wednesday, but that game was called due to weather. Yeah, again, we talked about it earlier, a, a pretty veteran team. Playing them games early doesn't affect them that much. Uh, they kind of need to play. Um, looking at uh, Souls and Curve, and man, they, they got a lot of offense. But the other thing I really like about them, they can defend. I know Coach is really excited about the way they can defend. And uh, they're going to have to defend tonight because there's a couple uh, boys over there on Cass City side can really fill it up. As a team, Bad Axe averages nearly 15 field goals inside the arc on 33 attempts per game and an additional eight beyond the line from 22 shots from three-point land. Altogether, the Hatchets score at a 42% clip per game, 44% inside, 37% outside. Bad Axe is led by no surprise here, Aaron Souls, the returning leading scorer from a season ago. As a senior, Souls has averaged 22.6 per game through the first quarter of the 2022 season, followed by Noah Curvin at 10 points per game, Jake McPhee is third, the leading scorer for the Hatchets, at seven points. So, Steve Bone, what does Bad Axe need to do for their third road and sixth victory of the season tonight? Well, it's always tough playing in Cass City. It's a hard place to score. They're going to have to defend and defend really well and then let the offense come to them. Don't push things too much here. It's, again, it's a tough gym to score points in, and uh, Coach Fernald is really good at controlling that game and, and keeping you from scoring points, which sometimes for a team that really scores a lot of points, that really puts pressure on you because you keep looking at the scoreboard. we got to score, we're going to score. Again, focus on the defense. The scoring will take care of itself. Is it having anything to do with the stairs? I don't think I, so. It's not the stairs. Okay, <laughs> just checking. You know, you're about six feet below sea level compared to other gyms. <laughs> Just seeing if that was the, if that was the deciding factor, <laughs> but when we return, we'll break down the tonight's home team, the three and O Cassidy Redhawks, right here on your Hardwood home for high school hoops, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. Listen to the WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Tune to Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 app on your Apple or Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Listen to replays in replay form on our website at WLWSports.com. And now also in podcast form, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. It's the Bad Axe Hatchets on the road tonight, taking on the Cassidy Redhawks in the first night of divisional play in the Gertham Conference. And the Cassidy Redhawks have played three total games this season, winning all three with a 3-0 record, have beaten Marlette, Capac, and Bay City All Saints just this past Tuesday. In the Greer of the West, have not played a game yet. Came in sixth place last year at 3-7 in the Greer of the West and 6-9 overall on the season. Head coach Aaron Fernald would be at the helm for eight total years from 2012 to 2015 before jumping over to girls basketball and then making the switch back in 2019 to present 
Over that time, in eight total years, he's gone 75 and 68, a 524 batting average, and won the conference in 2013 in the Greater Than West. The Kansas City Red Hawks are scoring 54 points per game on average. That's the conference's fifth best offense, but only the fourth best in the Greater Than West. On defense, 28.7 points per game, which puts them at the top of the leaderboard in nine points better than Badax, but also because they played Bay City All Saints as one of their three opponents. Average margin of victory for Cassidy in their favor by 25.3 points. That is the best in the Greater Conference in one and a half more points than Badax's average. Unlike the Badax Hatchets, who have played five games by December, 5th, by December 17th, Cassidy did not have their first game until December 15th and their second on New Year's Eve Eve. They just defeated Bay City All Saints three nights ago here in Cass City, 66 to 17. A year ago, the Red Hawks start out the shortened COVID season at three and eight before winning three of their last four games. This year, they have already matched that mark with a three and zero start with a lot of pieces returning from a very young squad a year ago. Yes, they were very young a year ago. They're, most of them are back. They're another year older. They're really gonna be competitive this year. They're gonna score a lot of points. Or I should say that. Coach Fernald likes to control the game, keep that score down, but if he has to, he's got some players that can put it in the basket. He can he can win shootouts now. Currently, Cassidy has Carter Patrick and Michael Fernald averaging double digits with Aiden Torres close behind. Patrick, who's just a sophomore, leads the team through their first three games, averaging 18 points per contest, and the junior, Michael Fernald, son of Aaron Fernald, at 10 points. Aiden Torres has been chipping in 8.7 per game, including 12 against All Saints on Tuesday. Throwing some post play from Connor Herford, Evan Clark, and Braylon LaValle, and Aaron Fernald has himself a competitive squad for this season. They're more than competitive. They're really, I think they're going to be really good. They're going to surprise some teams early. They won't surprise them as much later in the year. But I think, to me, Connor Herford, the, the play I seen from him last year in the districts, if he can just continue to get better and give them an inside and outside attack, that's going to give them something a lot of teams don't have, and that's going to make them extremely competitive. It's time for a short break on the WLW Sports Network. Up next, we'll analyze the tail of the tape between the Cassidy Redhawks and the Bad Axe Hatchets. Keep it locked on Sports Radio 1021 in live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Be powered by Agar Valley Services. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone from our Agar Valley Services courtside seats in Cass City, Michigan. The Bad Axe Hatchets are in town in the first night of divisional play in the Greater Thumb Conference. It's time to take a look at the tail of the tape, and Bad Axe's season has started off right where they left off from last year. In 2021, the Hatchets finished 12-3, clinching the district championship before losing to Reese in the regional semifinal, 58-53. In fact, Badax only lost to one team last year three total times, all to the Reese Rockets. That just so happens to be their next opponent after tonight, but I'm confident when I say that Mark Krug and his coaching staff will be making sure that their players are not overlooking the pesky Redhawks this evening and focusing tonight on getting to 6-0. Exactly, they cannot overlook, then they won't. He, 
coaches got them uh, lined up, ready to go. They got ideas on how they want to shut down uh, Cat City scores, and they're focused on this game because again, this is what put this makes you the contender against Reese. You lose tonight, now you're kind of playing catch up. It's a tough way to go. The Red Hawks season is already at the half amount of total victories from a year ago, starting out this year at 3-0. Last year they finished 6-9, which included winning three of their last four games. After tonight, Cassidy hits the road on Wednesday to face off with the winless USA Patriots before returning to home to take on Vassar and Carroll. Yeah, the Red Hawks have had a good uh, Again, for a young team, I think this is really good. They've, they haven't played a lot of games. They have a lot of time to do exactly what Coach Fernald wants them to do. The only thing I, with not playing, they have not been tested. They have not played anybody very good yet. That could show up, especially with a young team, whereas Bad X has been pushed a little bit by Almont and uh, Ubley. Head-to-head, -head, we have the number two and number five offenses in the Greertham Conference on display tonight. On offense for Bad X, 61.6. Cassidy, 54 points. So it's hatches by 7.6 points. On defense, Cassidy is boasting the conference's best, allowing just 28.7 through the first three games of their season. Maddox is not far behind, slotted in the number two spot, giving up an average of 37.8 per game. Red Hawks by 9.1 on defense. So going by stats in stats alone, the Cassie Red Hawks are favored by 2.5 points. Las Vegas has the Maddox Hatchets favored by 11.5 points. It's time for one more short break. When we return, we'll have our crystal ball forecast presented by Sure Health right here on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. We are three minutes away from tipping off our first broadcast of the season, and it finds the Cassidy Red Hawks hosting the Bad Axe Hatchets in the first night of divisional play in the Greer of the West. Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone with your call tonight in our Agar Valley Services courtside seats in Cassidy, Michigan. And now it's time for the Crystal Ball Forecast. We're presented by Sure Health, where better health makes for a better life. It's time you ask yourself, are you sure? Steve Bone, last year, we've tied six to six in our Crystal Ball Forecast, so, since you're the new guy, you'd go first tonight. I got Bad X 54-50. Tough place to play, but I think they still pull it out. I think the their age is going to help them early in the year. Maybe come district time might be a totally different story. Oh, okay. All right. So you have Bad X by four points. I'm taking Bad X by eight, uh, nine points, actually. Bad X 58, Cass City 49. And Las Vegas is actually taking the super over, taking the hatchets by... 11 and a half points. Call Bally's, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You know, that's what we're, that's the business. Should we open up our WLW sports book? Is that what, is that what we should do? That's, hey, everybody else has got I, one. I don't I, know why I, you don't. I, I'm not sure high school sports is technically <laughs> legal to, to, to gamble on, but I have seen worse. You know, what's funny, I, most of your life and mine, any sports betting was illegal, so I guess... Now that it's legal, the next illegal thing to start would be high school betting. Here we go. Well, <laughs> it's actually legal as long as you wear a mask. <laughs> that's true. That's that's all it takes. <laughs> hey, let's take you through our projected starting lineups for both teams. 
Just one note here. You may hear a lot of dead air at the very beginning of the game because I have three potential rosters for the Bad Axe Hatchets. They have the one they sent to me. They have the one that was the previous game against Obli back in December. And then there's this third one that's just kind of hanging out there. So we'll figure out the numbers eventually. But what we can assume is that Aaron Souls, Keaton Brown, Noah Curvin, DeCarlo Sageman, and Jake McPhee are going to be your starters for the Bad Axe Hatchets. What numbers they're going to be, that's a different question. Aaron Souls, a 5'11 senior. Keaton Brown, a 5'11 junior. Noah Curvin, 5'11 senior. DeCarlo Sageman, a tall glass of water at 6'4 and a senior. And Jake McPhee, the big beast down there at 6'4 and just a junior. The Kansas City Redhawks, Riley Swiderski, number 2, 5'11 junior. Number 10, Carter Patrick, 6-foot sophomore, Ladies second year at varsity. Number 11, 6'2", junior, Mike Fernald, true pure shooter. Evan Clark, a junior, number 13. And number 33, a 6'4", senior, Connor Herford. Now we listen into the festivities here. Justin Ketter, athletic director, on the mic right now as we listen into our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner from Kansas City, Michigan. We actually have the Kansas City Marching Band and Pep Band on site tonight for the festivities. We kind of had it last year, Steve, but just hearing that crowd react to the national anthem feels well, like an actual gym today that actually First has people in it. Yes. Actually cheer. Yes. Three, the world is Aaron getting Cole. back to somewhat normalcy. And uh, when they first 11, tip it off, it was going to be really normal. Yeah, Start the season when it's supposed to. 13, and, and by the way, on the three rosters you have, yeah. we are doing radio. Ain't nobody going to question. Nobody will know if you're right or wrong. So. <laughs> You know, that's and a very good point. <laughs> but you know what? Spot on. My assumptions are correct. <laughs> number three, Aaron Souls. Number 11, Keaton Brown. Number 13, Noah Curvin. Number 21, DeCarlo Sageman. And number 40, Jake McPhee. Your starters for the Bad Axe Hatchets. For the Kansas City Red Hawks. Number two, a 5'11 junior, Riley Swiderski. Number 10, a sophomore, second year on varsity, a six foot sophomore, Carter Patrick. Number 11, son of Aaron Fernald, Mike Fernald, six foot two junior, can shoot the ball anywhere on the court. Evan Clark, a junior, number 13, he looks like about six foot one out there. And number 33, six foot four senior, Connor Herford. A beast on the field and a beast on the basketball court as we saw last year 
in districts. These two teams met in district semifinals. Bannex winning by, I do believe, seven points in that one. Of course, those games were played in Lakers in a very odd scenario where they actually had to clear out the gym. They sanitized the entire gym at, in between the games and just killed all the momentum possible out there. Tipping things off would be Connor Herford against DeCarlos Sageman. Bannex in their road blue uniforms. New uniforms this year with the hatchets. White numbers, yellow outline. Bannex on the uh, tag on their backs. Bannex above and below white numbers on the front of their jerseys. Cassidy in their home white uniforms. Cassidy in script across their chest. Maroon numbers with a black outline and a CC on their shorts. Top of the key to Connor Herford swinging around the perimeter here for the, hatch, for the Red Hawks to start things off. On the top of the key is a long three off the mark from Mike Fernald. Offensive rebound, though, keeps it in possession of the Red Hawks, brought in by Carter Patrick. Patrick at midcourt, being guarded very closely by Noah Kervin. Couple dribbles now. Defense starts to separate away. Seven and a half left here in the first quarter. Still no score. Screen from Herford. Dribbling to his right against McPhee. At the right elbow, we have a reach in as Carter Patrick lost his handle on it, but it's going to be a foul against the Hatchets. This will be the first team foul against the Hatchets in the first personal against Noah Kervin for tonight. Badak starts out in man-to-man, -man, really being quite aggressive. Uh, Kervin's got a tough draw there with uh, Patrick. Carter Patrick inbounding to the top of the key to number two, Riley Swiderski, 5'11", junior. Dribbling inside the paint, puts it up. This one's blocked away and brought in by Aaron Souls of the Bad Axe Hatchets. Stolen away, though. Carter Patrick has it. Green Sox and all to left wing for the Cassidy Redhawks. First turnover for Bad Axe tonight. Top of the key. Number two, Riley Swiderski dribbling. Banax defending closely, but also distantly, depending on who it is. Carter Patrick, not one of those. He's at the left elbow extended and left wing extended now. To the right elbow, dribbling down the right side, pulls up for the jump shot. The lefty's up. This one's no good. Long rebound into the hands of Keaton Brown. Here come the hatches. Still no score. Six and a half left in the first quarter. 0 0. Bringing the ball up for the Bad Axe Hatchets. That would be number three, Aaron Souls, 5'11 or senior. Leading scorer for the Hatchets. Puts this one up. Runner on the right side of the lane. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Cass City. And here comes Mike Fernald. Feeding down low, and it's right in the hands of Jake McPhee. And nearly stolen away, and it's a loose ball brought in by Aaron Souls. Here come the Hatchets. It's a little sloppy early. As expected. <laughs> no one's really played in about three full moons. And we have a block at the top of the key at the free throw line as Keaton Brown was diving inside the lane. Defender was in the way instead. That was Carter Patrick, his first, team's first. So we Bad Axe ball underneath their own hoop. Left side for radio, 6.09 left in the first quarter, 0-0. Bad Axe in Cass City, in Cass City to start this game. Inbound is no one wants to catch it. Now Aaron Stoll's inside the lane, dives down the left side in the first points of the night with 6.01 remaining. It is 2-0. Bad Axe leading the Cass City Red Hawks as Aaron Souls puts in the first points. Cass City's playing man-to-man, -man and they're really getting after Souls. Um, they're going to have to have some help, though. That kid is really quick. Carter Patrick being guarded by number 13, Noah Kervin. And dribbling at the right elbow now gives it back up to Fernald against Sagewood at the left wing. Now down inside the short corner. Turnaround jump shot. This one's short. Rebound brought in by Sagewood. Here come the Hatchets with a 2-0 lead. Kervin surveying over to Souls. Thought about taking the NBA three. Now he's inside the paint. Puts us down to the low block to 
McPhee. McPhee puts it up after a little bit of a delay going up for it. He's going to be fouled. So here are the free throw line shooting two shots, trying to extend this two-point lead for the Bad Axe Hatchets, 2-0. And foul will go against number 33, Connor Herford, his first, Cassidy's second team foul of the evening. 5-19 left in the first, it's 2-0 Bad Axe. Yeah, game's quite sloppy, quite a few turnovers, uh, mishandling the ball, which, again, that's expected, uh, haven't played much. But, again, you're playing against a little better competition than what either team has played against up to this point, and they understand how important this game is. Jake McPhee misses his first free throw. On the season, he's now 3 of 12 for just 25% on the year. I guess you could call him the stereotypical big man down low. Second one is good and makes it 3-0. Bad axe leading with 5-19 remaining in the first. Tip pass on the inbound as Bad axe showing token pressure here. Yeah, Bad axe picking up full court man-to-man. I really like it. You're going to try to wear these two guards down. Inbound to Michael Fernald against to Carlos Sage when everyone else retreats. Taking this time across midcourt, across the timeline, and we have a reach in by DeCarlos Sager. That'll be his first, team second. Cassidy ball right in front of us here at midcourt in Cassidy. 5.09 remains in the first, 3-0, Bad X leading. Cassidy's still trying to get it on the board. Fernald inbounds to number 13. That would be Evan Clark, the six foot one junior. Dribbling against Brown, now gives it up to Riley Swiderski against Souls to the right wing. Two for Nald against Sageman at the free throw line. Inside the lane, goes up for the floater, and they're going to say a hook. Yeah, offensive foul. Offensive hook against the Cassidy Redhawks. That would be number 11, Michael Vernald, his first team's third. Turbin across midcourt against Clark. And tipped out of bounds by Patrick as they try to intend to get over to Keaton Brown on the right wing, goes out of bounds. Bad X ball in line with the top of the key, left side of your radio. 4.46 left in the first, still 3-0. Bad X leading Cass City in Cass City. Souls against Swiderski, top of the key. Now dribbling down the right side, the speedster goes up, the floater's doing good. Rebound ripped down by Connor Herford. Here come the Cass City Redhawks, still trailing 3-0 to Bad X. Michael Fernald against Keaton Brown. Swiderski, top of the key. Dribbles inside the paint, jump stop, opposite block to Counter Herford. Nice pass. And Counter Herford puts Cassidy on the board with 4.22 remaining in the first quarter. It's 3-2, Vanex by one point. Sageman, back to Souls against Swiderski. Taking their time, resetting the offense. Nearest defender, six feet. Souls now at the free throw line. Passes into the corner to Keaton Brown, takes the three. This one's good. Hits the bottom of the rim. Keaton Brown's first points makes it 6-2 to two now. Badex can get that out of him. That'll be a real plus. Right wing, Evan Clark into the corner. Picks up his dribble against Keaton Brown. He's in trouble, trying to get it away. Five-second clock is going to be on him, and he stepped out of bounds, actually. And that will result in the second turnover for the Cassidy Redhawks tonight. Giving the ball back to Van X, we have our first substitution, Griffin Meinhold. The 5'10 junior checks in and replaces DeCarlo Sageman. 3.34 left in the first. Again, I really like what Bad X is doing defensively. I mean, it's full court, man-to-man. Uh, good switch down here. Guy picked up his dribble. They, they automatically jumped out, took everything away, caused a turnover. Three and a half to play in the first quarter. Six to two. Bad X by four points, their largest of the night. 
as Souls at the top of the key into the corner to McPhee. Back out to Meinhold. Meinhold goes up for the runner on the right side. The layup is blocked by Fernald, but looks like he had a little body on it as well. So this will put Griffin Meinhold at the free throw line shooting two. And it'll be the second personal against Michael Fernald and team's fourth. And that's going to put him on the bench, at least for a little while. Griffin Reinhold at the free throw line. First one is good. Good rhythm. Makes it now 7-2, 3-16 remaining in the first quarter. Maddox by five points. Fernald sits down, as does number 13, Evan Clark. Checking in would be number five, Cohen Sherman, the sophomore. And the second free throw is good as the first. And Aiden Torres also checks in. So it's 8-2, 3.15 remaining in the first quarter. Bad X by six points. Swiderski left wing, back up to the top to Sherman. Going Sherman, sophomore. 5'10", being guarded by Keaton Brown. Dribbling inside the short corner to Swiderski, dribbles inside the lane. This pickpocketed, brought in by McPhee. Third turnover for the Red Hawks this evening. In the corner for three, Kervin is up. It's no good. A rebound brought in by Connor Herford. Here comes the Maroon White, and it's nearly stolen away, but no, Kervin could not save it in time. And Connor Herford sets down, and he's replaced by Braylon LaValle. This defense that Bad Axe is playing is really going to give Cass City some trouble. Especially not even six minutes in the ballgame. It looks like a little out of breath already. Yes. <laughs> Aiden Torres, right wing against Noah Kerbin. Torres to Cohen Sherman, right wing. Top of the key, Swiderski, being guarded by Souls. One dribble back to Carter Patrick. Patrick at the right elbow. Pull away, jump shot left-handed from the free throw line is no good. Rebound brought in by Keaton Brown. Here comes Badax. Leading by six points, eight to two, and is stolen away by Carter Patrick. Patrick in transition. Avoids contact, puts it in for two points. That's his first points of the evening. It's now 8-4, 2.05 remains in the first quarter. First points in over two and a half minutes for Kansas City. On the give and go, Souls takes it right down the right side of the lane, puts it in for two points. He has four, and it's back out to a six-point game. 10-4 with a minute 45 remaining in the first quarter. Bad X leading. Carter Patrick at the right wing. Being guarded by Griffin Meinhold, taking his time, gets a screen from Aiden Torres. Down to the free and down to the baseline, back out to Torres for three right wing. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Lavalley on the offensive board. In the corner, Patrick still dribbling against Griffin Meinhold. Now picks it up. Lavalley pops a three. This one's gonna be looks like off the mark. Gets his own rebound though, and this one's blocked from behind by Keaton Brown. Here comes Badax trying to extend out this six-point lead, their largest of the evening. Souls down to McPhee inside the right block. Turn around. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Aiden Torres. And here comes Cassidy with one minute remaining. Torres on the opposite block to LaValle, and he can out of reach. This one goes out of bounds. Four turnovers for Cassidy now already with 57 seconds left in the first quarter. Well, they're playing at a fast pace. Just nobody's, everybody's having a hard time putting it in the basket. Well, I don't know about you, I'd, I'd certainly struggle on the court tonight. 
Um, this defense, though, that Badak's playing against Cass City is kind of forcing a lot of one-on-one -on -one play. Most well, certainly. And, uh, and that ain't the way Fernald likes to play it. So I'm assuming at the quarter there's going to be some changes made. Souls against Kemper into the corner for three. This one's no good. From Griffin Meinhold, rebound brought down by Carter Patrick. 35 seconds left. Aiden Torres at the right block. Nothing there. Kicks it back out to the high post to LaValle. LaValle in the left corner to number three. That would be Tyler Kemper. Back out to Cohen Sherman. Resets the offense with 23 seconds left. Back out to Tyler Kemper. Kemper picks up his dribble to Aiden Torres. Top of the key against Souls. Looks like they're going for last shot now here. Aaron Fernald calling the shots. Patrick has the ball against Meinhold. Five-second clock on him. At the right elbow, pulls away for the jump shot. This one's good. With four seconds left, he hits the jump shot. Carter Patrick with four, and we've reached the end of the first quarter. You weren't lying, were you? With a 10-6 ball game for the Bad Axe Hatchets leading 10-6 over Cass City right here on the WLW Sports Network. Eight minutes of play, it's 10 to 6. Bannex by four points. They led his mains by six points. But Carter Patrick with four points in that quarter, keeping Cassidy in this one close, just two possessions away. Bannex starts out on offense, left side of your radio. On the give and go to Keaton Brown inside, can't get to fall. Rebound brought in by Cassidy. That's their ninth rebound tonight. Bannex with just five. 7.35 left in the first half. 10 to 6. Bannex leading Cassidy on offense, right side of your radio. Raylan LaValle dribbling down the right side of the lane. Clears his way, and they're going to say an offensive foul as he did clear his way. And this will be his first, team's fifth. <laughs> throw, throw the forearm, create some space. <laughs> then look at the ref going, I'm not shooting two free throws. <laughs> if you're going to foul, foul good. That's how I always taught. And he did. In for the Bad Axe Hatchets, number 23, Connor Etzel. He stands about six foot five. DeCarlo Sageman, left wing, down inside. Aiden Torres steals away from Keaton Brown. And he goes up for the layup, and this one is double blocked by Etzel and Sageman out of bounds. I like the way he's attacking the basket, though. Since he's come in the game, he's attacked the basket three or four different times now, and it really got the defense to collapse. That's going to help uh, Cassidy get their offense going. He's the modern-day John Barry. Right wing, Carter Patrick takes the three. This one's airmail, doesn't touch anything. Offensive rebound, though, brought in by LaValle. Top of the key, Aiden Torres at the right elbow, dribbling down into the corner to Kumper. Kumper on the mid-range jump shot, that is off mark. An offensive rebound brought in by Aiden Torres, keeps possession alive. Carter Patrick, right wing against Brown. 6.43 left in the second quarter, 10-6. Bannock still leading by four points. Cass City trying to make some points happen here as the off-balance free throw jump shot is no good from Patrick. Rebound brought in by Sageman. Here come the Hatchets. Leading by four points, two possessions. Ten to six, six and a half before half is over. Aaron Souls in no hurry. Being guarded from distance, and we have a timeout called by Jason Jurgis and Mark Krug. It's time for a short break. It's ten to six. Bad X leading by four points on the WLW Sports Network.
Coming out of a timeout called by Bad Axe, their first of the evening. It's 10 to 6, Bad Axe by four points. As they pass it right to the top of the key for a Nova Curvin three. This one, or Aaron, Aaron Souls three. This one's no good. Rebound, though, brought in by the blue and gold. First off offensive board this evening. I don't think that was the play they I don't think up so. <laughs> I don't think so. Down to Etzel inside the post, and he turns around from the right side and puts it in for two points. His that first points of the night. was the play they wanted. <laughs> that looked a little more drawn up or six. Yes. <laughs> so it's now 12-6. to six. It ties their largest lead this evening at six points. Aiden Torres dribbling through the perimeter and through the paint as well. Carter Patrick against Noah Curvin. Still dribbling around the perimeter. Gives it up to Cohen Sherman against Aaron Souls. Nearly loses a handle on it. Back to Carter Patrick. Tyler Kumper, left wing, starts his dribble. Connor Etzel guarding him from a distance. LaValle, and now we have a timeout called by Aaron Fernald with 5.23 left in the second quarter. It's 12-6. Bad by six points right here on the WLW Sports Network. Twelve to six, Benax by six points here in the second quarter with 5.23 remaining. It'll be Cassidy Ball coming out of this timeout. Ball will be at midcourt. Steve Bone, what are you seeing so far? Well, Benax doing a great job defensively. Uh, Fernald got in a little foul trouble here early. Uh, coach called a timeout there to get him back in. Again, it's only 12 to six, but they, they have doubled your score <laughs> and you are in the second quarter. So. Fernald inbounds to Aiden Torres in the backcourt, being guarded by Souls from a distance. Dribbling to his left. Trying to give the ball to Fernald against the Sageman. But DeGarlo Sageman covering him up so far. Over to the right wing to Swiderski. Starts his dribble against Kervin. Swiderski spins inside the lane. Nice little move there. This one's off balance. Can't get the fall. The Valley cleans up the boards, and he's going to be fouled. And he'll go to the free throw line for two shots. He's fired up on the offensive rebound. And this foul will go against Jake McPhee, number 40, his first, team's third, putting LaValle to the line for two shots. Badax is in, playing good man on everybody, but in, on Fernald and Patrick, they're in complete denial. So they're just trying to keep from getting the ball at any time, make them really work for it. If they set a screen to get them open, they're switching, and that guy now takes on the job of uh, denying them. Um, if, you, if your off players can't beat them off the dribble, they're going to have a hard time getting anything going offensively here. Badax is really solid across. All five can defend. That makes you really tough because they can, all five could actually guard any one of them on the floor. That's really good. LaValle makes both free throws. Makes this a four point ball game. 12 to 8. Badax by four points. LaValle on the season now. Five of six from the free throw line. Or left wing souls for three. This one's up. This one's no good. Rebound though brought in by Sageman and the putback in for two points. His first points of the night. Puts it back to a six-point ball game, 14-8, with 4.42 left remaining in the first half. Yeah, somebody did box out there. He just come right down the lane. Nice tip in. Over to the right wing, Swiderski gets a scream semi from Fernald. They're trying to feed down Fernald, and Sageman bats the ball away. Fernald picks it up. Short corner jump, turnaround jump shot, no good. Aiden Torres with the putback, and this one's going to be blocked out of bounds. Cassidy ball, and Carter Patrick will be checking back in for the Red Hawks. Kind of like what they're doing there. 
if they're going to deny, then you go down low, post them up. Kind of takes that denial away. Now they take uh, Michael Fernald out. Again, foul trouble, and he's having a hard time getting going. He hasn't scored yet this game. Patrick will inbound to midcourt to Seth's, or Riley Swiderski. Carter Patrick gets a screen from the right side, dribbles to the right wing. Still nothing there against Keaton Brown. Inside the lane, picks up his dribble. That was a travel. One official says it was a travel. The other official thinks that there was contact that could have caused that travel. And now Congress is in session. I thought it was a travel. From our perspective, it looked like a travel. If they change the call and count the baskets, oh, it's going to get a few people excited. <laughs> and they're saying travel. Well, apparently they heard us. <laughs> well, if, the, if those two guys thought it was a travel, it must have been a travel because they don't know anything. <laughs> I will say the third official. Talk about a hat of hair, though. Wow. That makes Steve Bone envious. That is nice. And perhaps Aaron Fernald as well. <laughs> 14 to 8. Badax by six points back in offense after that turnover. Over to the left wing. Curvin down to McPhee against Herford back in the ballgame. Spins nothing there. Gets him around him and puts it in for two. Nice move from the big man. He has three points tonight. Largest lead at eight points. 16 to 8. 349 remains in the second quarter. Evan Clark back in the ballgame as well, being guarded by number 23, Connor Etzel. Jump shot from Carter Patrick at the free throw line, no good. Connor Herford gets the put back, and the jump shot is up, no good, but he is fouled. And this will Connor Herford at the free throw line for the first time tonight. Yeah, that was a beautiful move underneath down there by McPhee. Um, I keep thinking that Cassidy's going to do that a little more. Go inside to Herford. See if you can draw that defense out. They're, out. they're really extended out on all the guards. If you can go inside, soften that up some. Connor Herford misses his first free throw. On the season now, he's just one of five for 20% from the charity stripe. 16 to eight. Maddox by eight points with 335 left in the second quarter. Connor Herford, six foot four, senior. Second free throw is no good. Rebound though brought in by by Fernald. Off the glass, in for two points, and Mike Fernald's in the books with two points. 16 to 10 now. Look out! Sometimes it only takes one to go in, and things get going. Down is through the hands from Keaton Brown. A little too much mustard on that one, and over his head of Noah Curvin. And we have a timeout called by Badax with three to 19 remaining in the second quarter. It's 16 to 10. Badax by six points in the W. LW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. Three fourteen remains in the second quarter. Banks calls their second time out of this game. They lead by six points, 16 to 10. Cassidy on offense. Michael Fernald in the short corner on the right post. The hook shot is no good against the Carlos Sageman. Rebound brought in by the Blue Jerseys and Connor Etzel for the Hatchets. Really like it, though. They went down low again to him. He had a good shot, just didn't knock it down. Noah Curvin over to Souls. Right wing being guarded by Swiderski. Gets a screen from Etzel. 
Dribbling all the way to the left elbow. Jump stop to the left block. This one's no good. Rebound still loose and ripped down by Riley Swiderski. Nearly in the hands of Keaton Brown. Evan Clark and down the left side of the lane. Nothing there. Kicks it back out to Fernald. Fernald now dives in. Back out into the very long two from Evan Clark. No good. And rebound brought in. Last touched by Keaton Brown as Connor Herford went to battle with him. And it's going to be Cassidy Ball underneath their own basket, right side of your radio. Griffin Meinhold checks in. Ripple gives Aaron Souls a quick breather with 2.28 remaining in the second quarter. As Cassidy inbounds, trailing by six points, 16 to 10. Swiderski to Patrick. Takes the long two from the top of the key. This one's no good. Connor Herford gets the rebound and puts it in for two points. He has four points, and it's a four-point ball game. 16-12 is a 4-0 run for the Kansas City Redhawks with 2-10 remaining in the second quarter. Again, Herford making a difference on the inside. Ball nearly stolen away, but saved by Baddix, and now Evan Clark steals it away. In transition, one on two, back out to Carter Patrick from the left side. He is hammered, and he'll go to the free throw line for two shots, trying to make this a one-possession ball game. It's 16-12 with a minute 55 left in the second quarter, and Carter Patrick will be at the free throw line shooting two. Kind of a funny game. <laughs> you think? It just, bad acts of seemingly just control it. Kansas City can't make a shot, and they're shooting to make it a two-point game. Connor Etzel will be called for a foul. His first team's fifth. It's both teams with five team fouls. That's Carter Patrick, the lefty, at the free throw line, shooting two. The first one's good. He has five points now. First points of this quarter, though. Aiden Torres checks in, replaces Michael Fernald. Etzel and Noah Curvin sit down for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Out there for the Hatchets, we have Aaron Souls back in, Keaton Brown, Jake McPhee, DeCarlos Sageman, and that looks like Griffin Meinhold. Yes, it is. Second free throws, no good. Rebound ripped down by Keaton Brown. Here come the Hatchets, leading by three points, 16 to three, or 16 to 13. It's a 5-0 run for the Kansas City Redhawks. Dribbling around the perimeter, Griffin Meinhold hands it off to Aaron Souls, being guarded by Riley Swiderski. 95 seconds from here left in the second quarter. Souls at the free throw line to Jake McPhee at the right elbow. One dribble back to Souls in the corner for three. This one's short. Rebound still loose and brought in by Griffin Meinhold. Keeps possession alive for the Hatchets. Second offense aboard tonight. Minute 20 left now. Leading by three points. Souls on the floater. Inside the lanes, no good. Rebound brought in by Connor Herford for the Redhawks. Trying to potentially tie this one up here. It's 16 to 13. Benax by three points. Aiden Torres for three left wing. It's up. It's no good. Rebound brought in by DeCarlo Sageman. And here come the blue and gold of Benax. Less than a minute to play here in the second quarter. 16 to 13. Benax leading. Aaron Souls now slowing things down at midcourt. Dribbling inside to the left elbow. And we have a whistle as it's going to be a push off. And this will give the ball back to the Kansas City Redhawks and Aaron Souls' first foul of the evening. Team sixth. Highly competitive game. Not a lot of points, but they're getting after it. It's good to see. 48.4 seconds left here in the second quarter. 16 to 13. Benax by three points. I mean, I'm looking at the shots that Souls has missed and Fernald and Patrick. And in the second half, I don't think they're going to miss them shots. Aiden Torres dribbles across midcourt. Looks like we got a few free seconds there as the clock. Then stop or start immediately. Torres to Lavalley. Just checked in the ballgame. 
One dribble, nothing there. He's in trouble. Getting a guard by Jake McPhee. Back to Carter Patrick at the right wing. Griffin Meinhold chasing him around. 28 seconds left now. Patrick at the top of the key, nearly at midcourt. Dribbles to the left elbow. Down the left side of the lane. Puts this one up. This one's off the mark. Rebound brought in by Badax. McPhee down to Sageman in transition. He is hammered and one. Count the basket. 16.2 seconds left, and Badax has an old-fashioned three-point play potentially on the way. Well, the way the game's being officiated, defensively, both teams are figuring out, I can get a little more physical than what I started, and uh, it's had definitely having an impact because uh, the skilled players are struggling because <laughs> they are getting manhandled when they have the ball or even off the ball. So it's now 18-13. to 13. Sageman with four points at the free throw line, shooting one. Foul will go against Tyler Kumper, the sophomore. His first team sixth. Free throw is good. Three-point play is complete. And it's now 19-13. to 13. A back out to a six-point lead, which feels like has been there a majority of this entire first half. Kumper sits down. For back in is Fernald. Carter Patrick, 14 seconds left, dribbles across midcourt, and we have a whistle, and it's going to be a block and push against Maddox. So this is going to be a one-in-one scenario for Carter Patrick. Griffin Meinhold's first personal foul, team seventh. He's probably wondering where that call came from. We've been able to do that the whole half. <laughs> now with 10 seconds left, you're going to call that? They need to stop listening to you, Steve. 19-13, <laughs> to 13, Maddox by six points. At the free throw line, Carter Patrick for Cass City, shooting one and one. Trying to cut down this six-point deficit. Just a moment ago, it was a three-point ball game. First free throw is good, so he gets a second. this down, make it a four-point game, get a stop, go into halftime. I think Cass City be pretty happy. Spoken like a true associate head coach. <laughs> Second free throw is good. 19 to 15, a four-point ball game. Ball's going to get to Souls eventually here. Nope. Curvin takes a long three. This one's off the mark. One second left, and they're going to let this run clock run out. And we have a four-point ball game at the half. It's Bad X 19, Cass City 15 after 16 minutes of play right here on the WLW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. You're listening to WLW Sports Network at the half. It's 19 to 15. Banax by just four points in a closely fought first half. No team is led by more than eight points. Actually, Banax has not trailed in this ball game. They led as many as by eight, 16 to eight, halfway through the second quarter. But then Cassidy started crawling back in part of a 5-0 run to make it 16 to 13 before Cass Banax scored. To make it 19 to 15 at the half, it was six, 10 to 6. Badax by four points at the first quarter, and 19 to 15 at the half. Leading the way for the Badax Hatchets, 
would be DeCarlo Sajun with five points, Aaron Soles at four, three points apiece for Jake McPhee and Keaton Brown, and two points for Griffin Meinhold and Connor Etzel. For the Kansas City Redhawks, they are led by Carter Patrick with seven points. He did not have a field goal in that second quarter. All three points in that quarter were free throws. Mike, Mike Fernald and Braylon Valley each with two points. Connor Herford with four points, just four scores for the Redhawks. From the free throw line, Badax is four of five for 80%. Kansas City, five of eight for 62%. Steve Bone, what do you have for shooting? Uh, it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bad Axe was 6 of 12 when they got inside the lane, so they were at 50%, but they were 1 of 7 from the arc for 14%. Anyways, for the half, it's 37%. Then you go over to Cass City, and they, they shot 26 shots compared to Bad Axe's 19. And I know they got some offensive rebounds, which helped with that. But anyways, they were 5 of 22 inside the arc. That's 23%, and 0 for 4 from three-point land. So, I mean, for grand total, they shot 19% for the first half. I mean, if you look at both teams going into the game, we got to control souls, we got to control curve if you're bad axe. And then on the other side, bad axe is saying, well, we got to control Patrick and we got to control Fernald. And in both cases, those guys haven't hardly done, they can't make a shot, but defenses are really getting after those players. So it, it is hard to play when they're getting after you like that and the focus is on you. Turnovers, very close. Kansas City with five, Badax with three. Just one turnover apiece in that second quarter. Rebounding in favor of the Red Hawks by one, 13 to 12. But much more balance for the Red Hawks. Seven defensive rebounds, six offensive boards for the Badax Hatchets. Ten defensive and just two offensive rebounds for the Hatchets tonight for a total of 12 rebounds. To start this second half, Kansas City will have possession. Moving now right to left across your radio in their home white uniforms. Carter Patrick will be inbounding for the Red Hawks at midcourt. Out there for the Red Hawks, we have Carter Patrick inbounding. Evan Clark awaiting the pass. Riley Swiderski, Connor Herford, and number 11, Michael Fernald. For the Bad Axe Hatchets, Keaton Brown, Aaron Souls, Jake McPhee, DeCarlo Sageman, and Noah Curvin. Starters all around. Top of the key. Nearly lost his footing as Carter Patrick gets back out to Evan Clark. Jump stop at the short corner. Back out to Michael Fernald. Kicks it into the corner for Evan Clark for the three. This one's short. Rebound brought in by Keaton Brown. And here comes Maddox. Leading by four points, 19 to 50. Long way to get to our predictions of just, over 50. Just a little bit. <laughs> into the corner, Jake McPhee. One dribble back to Sageman. Sageman turns to the basket, back to McPhee. To the right wing, Curvin for three. This one's off the mark. Rebound, though, brought in by Keaton Brown. He puts it in for two points. He has five, puts the lead back out to six points, 21-15, to 15, with 7.06 remaining in the third quarter. Six-point lead for the Hatchets. Cassidy at home, trailing, have not led in this ballgame. Evan Clark over to the left wing, to the low post, to Michael Fernald against DeCarlo Sageman. Trying to find some room there. Now double team comes in, turns away, fade away, in for two for Michael Fernald, his fourth point this evening. 21-17 to 17 now, exchanging baskets. Again, I really like that. They're denying him, and he goes down and posts up. Really good offense that way. Noah Curvin takes the mid-range jump shot. This one's no good. Saved by Carter Patrick, knocks it off the knees of Jake McPhee. It'll be Cassidy Ball as a result. Badax got to get Noah Curvin going. That's an easy shot. Just missed it. Six and a half to play in the third. 21-17, a four-point ball game. Same as it was at halftime. 
Both teams with two points so far. Evan Clark, top of the key, starts his dribble on the give and go to Carter Patrick. Beautiful pass, and this one rims around three times on the rim before falling for Carter Patrick. It's a two-point ball game, 21 to 19. 6-12 remaining in the third quarter. Aaron Souls dives inside the lane. The free throw lay layup is no good. Keaton Brown cleans up the boards once again. His second offensive putback to then this quarter alone puts it back out to a four-point lead, 23-19. Nice rebound, nice spin off the glass to get that in. Fernald at the free-throw line, back out to Evan Clark. Clark directing traffic. Nearly traveled with it. Fernald in the short corner, spinning jump shot. This one is good. And he's starting to heat up. That's four points in this quarter, six in this evening. It's back to a two-point ball game, 23-21. Souls back to Sageman at the free throw line. Jump shot from the right elbow is this one is good. That's a nice-looking shot from DeCarlo Sageman, his seventh point of the night, back out to a four-point lead. Yeah, he's having a nice night. Riley Swiderski brings the ball up for the Cassie Redhawks. 5-10 remains in the third. A couple dribbles. Over trying to get to Michael Fernald, but Sageman's denying it. And it's last tipped by Fernald out of bounds. That will result in a turnover. The sixth of the evening for the Kansas City Redhawks. Again, Badak still denying those players. Uh, you see that on the last possession with Patrick just went back door. That is uh, when they overplay like that. That's available. It, tough to play. Aaron Souls dives inside the lane. This one is knocked out of his hand, and they're going to say Ooh. Cassidy ball. I guess that goes as a turnover then. I suppose so. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> That's the fourth turnover for Badax. First of the second half. Just the second since the first quarter. 25-21. Badax by four. Cassidy trying to tr crawl back into this ball game. It's always been close. Fernald starting to heat up a little bit. Carter Patrick from the right elbow jump shot. This one's off the mark. Keaton Brown with his another rebound. Gives the ball back to the Badax Sanchez. Brown at the top of the key now against Evan Clark. Pops it loose into the hands of Aaron Souls. Dives inside the lane. Misdirection and gets fouled on his way up. He'll go to the free throw line for two shots. And foul will go against Connor Herford. That is his second personal and team's first of the second half. Connor just read that a little late. He got it uh, moved over just a half step sooner. He'd have got a charge out of that. Aaron Souls, 12 of 18 at the free throw line for the season so far, and he makes this one. His first trip to the free throw line this evening, he has five points. Keaton Brown leading scorer, as well as DeCarlo Sageman, each with seven points currently. And the second free throw is no good, and Connor Herford rips down the rebound. It's 26 to 21. In the third quarter, 4-15 remains in the third. Evan Clark, top of the key against Keaton Brown, back to the hands of Carter Patrick. Dribbling. Keaton Brown guarding him now. It's a screen from Herford to his left at the wing. Now at the free throw line, kicks it back out to Michael Fernald against Sageman. Dives inside the lane. The floater is up, and this one's good. Fernald with six points in this quarter, eight on the night, 26-23. Left-hand floater, that is an extremely difficult shot. That's, that's a good ball right there. Souls into the corner to McPhee against Herford. Back up to Sageman, takes another three. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Riley Swiderski. And here comes Cass City, trying to tie this one up. 
As they feed into Fernald, Evan Clark at the right block, nothing there. On the little, looks like it was kicked in the paint, brought in by Badax. Albury's on the turnover. Aaron Souls in transition, puts this one in for two points. He has seven, 28-23, just like that. Badax by five points. To the right wing, Riley Swiderski. Cassidy not moving much now at the right block. This is going to be hammered, but no call on that one. And rebound still loose, and it's going to be a three on O to Aaron Souls in for two points. And Badax now taking possession. And Cassidy calls a timeout with 2.54 left in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. It's Badax by seven points, 30 to 23 on the WLW Sports Network. Thirty to twenty-three, two fifty-four remaining in the third quarter. Badax going on a slight run there. It was just a three-point ball game. Now it's a seven-point lead for the Badax Hatchets. Cass City coming out of that full timeout. On the give and go, Lavalley can't hang on to it. It's going to result in another turnover. That's three this quarter. As Fernald blocks the shot from Curvin on the left block in transition, and Badax will have this one under the own basket. Right side of your radio as they lead by 7, 30-23 with 2.34 left in the third quarter. Might want to mark that block down. This game could have been nine points, big block. <laughs> True. They inbound to DeCarlo Stage from top of the key. This one's no good. Curvin gets the offensive rebound. And it's stolen away by Aiden Torres, who just checked in the ball game. And Souls trying to get his hand on it, but instead knocks it out of bounds. So it'll be Cassidy ball at midcourt in the backcourt. 2.22 remaining in the third quarter. Inbound to number five, Cohen Sherman, the 5'10 sophomore, and guarded by the 5'11, Keaton Brown. Into the corner, Aiden Torres feeds it down. Back out to Carter Patrick, top of the key. Against Curvin, at the right elbow, spins at the free throw line for the jump shot, fade away, and this one is smooth as silk, in for two. And Carter Patrick now in double digits with 11 points, 30-25. to 25. Badax, Souls, wide open for three, left wing, this one is short. Rebound ripped down by Braylon LaValle. Here comes Cassidy. The entire Cassidy faithful held their breath on that shot. Jump shot from the left elbow from Carter Patrick makes it two shots in a row. He has 13 now, 30-27. to 27. Cassidy crawling back now. Look out. Left wing, Noan Curvin. Back up to Souls, being guarded by Torres. Down the right side of the lane, nearly lost a handle on it. Can't get it to fall. Sageman can't get the putback to fall either. Rebound brought in by Fernald and the Redhawks. Minute 15 remains in the third. It's a one-possession ball game, 30-27. to 27. It was four points at half. Now it's three points, still in favor of the Bad Axe Hatchets. Cassidy is not led in this ballgame. Carter Patrick at the left wing against Curvin. He has a hot hand right now at the free throw line. Over to Aiden Torres, right wing. Dives inside the lane. He can't hang on to it. Goes out of bounds. This will result in another turnover. Nine on the night. Gives the ball back to Bad Axe. Ugly turnover. Yeah, Patrick had the ball in a good spot for him. Seen the double team coming. So Badax has got a little bit of a plan. 
They're not just going to let him light him up. They're going to come get him now. 50 seconds left here in the third quarter. 30-27 to 27 low scoring affair tonight from Cass City. First game really since the Christmas break. Aiden Torres guarding Aaron Souls. Gets the screen. Brown goes the opposite way. Inside the lane. The floater is too strong. Brown can't get the put back. Hits the bottom of the rim. Gets his own rebound. He is fouled. Count the basket and one. Keaton Brown with a hustle play there after being rejected. Puts it through the rim. Count the basket. Old-fashioned three-point play. Now it's a five-point lead with 33 seconds left in this third quarter. Second team foul for the Kansas City Redhawks and the second against Tyler Kumper. Keaton Brown at the free throw line shooting one, and it's good. It's now 33-27, just like that. Less than 30 seconds to play here into the third quarter. Badax by six points. Cohen Sherman hands it off to Carter Patrick, blows past to Carlos Sageman, now retreats with 15 seconds left. Back to Sherman, left wing extended at midcourt. Trying to hand it off to Patrick, nothing there. He's in trouble, feeds it into the corner, and saved by Cumber. LaValle at the right elbow, goes down the lane. This one's no good, way off the mark, and no foul called. We've reached the end of the third quarter with a six-point ball game, 33-27. Bad X by six points in the W. LW Sports Network being powered by Anger Valley Services. It's 33-27, Bad X by six points to start the fourth quarter, and then Jake McPhee drives right down the lane in for two points. He has five, and it's now ties their largest lead of the night at eight. 35-27, a 4-0 run here quickly for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Cassidy back in offense, trailing by eight points. Cohen Sherman back out to Swiderski, swinging it around the perimeter. Aiden Torres passes deflected and stolen away by Keaton Brown of the Bad Axe Hatchets. That is ten turnovers for the Cassidy Redhawks. Bad Axe with just five. Noah Kerbin to Sageman. Back to Kerbin in the corner. Souls can't hang on to it. Swiderski, tough defense, swipes it away. Six turnover for Badax. Seven minutes remain in regulation. 35-27, Badax by eight points. Down to the low post, LaValle. Back to Torres. Inside lane, jump snap. Short corner jump shot, no good from LaValle. And loose ball, and it's going to be last touch by a blue jersey. Kansas City ball underneath their own basket, left side of the radio, trailing by eight points. Interesting. Uh, Coach Fernald starts the fourth quarter with uh, Michael Fernald and Connor Patrick on the bench. Connor Patrick now checking in. Um, but down eight points, it's uh, interesting that you had played the first minute and a half without your two best scorers and no foul trouble. So they're both back in. Carter Patrick, Michael Fernald, as well as Noah Curvin sits down for Bad Axe. Replaced by Connor Etzel. Top of the key, Carter Patrick gets the pass. Starts his dribble against Sageman. Inside the lane, the floater is up. This one's off the mark. Rebound brought in by Etzel. And here comes Bad Axe with an eight-point lead. Six and a half remaining in the fourth quarter. 
Souls right inside the lane, wide open. This one's no good. Carter Patrick gets the rebound. Pushing tempo for the Cassie Redhawks. One on three. Cuts in between the defenders. Count the basket and one for Carter Patrick. Nice move to the basket for the sophomore. Nice little Euro step. Drew the contact. Three-point play. Cut this thing to five, right? If he makes this. Yes, sir. So there's a little confusion on who that foul was actually on. Right. Foul go against number 23, Connor Etzel. That's his second. Banax is first team foul of the second half. Cassidy just has two team fouls. Yeah, as, as hard as Banax is playing, taking things away, you're going to have to beat him off the dribble and get to the basket. And he misses the free throw. 35-29, back to a six-point ball game. I mean, and their defense are playing. I mean, Cassidy's 0 for 5 from the arc. They'll shoot more threes than that most of the time after three quarters. Six minutes remain, 35-29. Banax on offense, Connor Etzel dribbling around the perimeter at the right wing. Hands it off to Souls. Feeds it back into Keaton Brown, and he is mugged inside the lane as he's going up for the shot. He'll go to the free throw line for two shots. Foul go against Aiden Torres. That's his first team's third. Keaton Brown this season. 11 of 17, and he misses this one. He has 10 points tonight, including seven in the third quarter alone. Going up the boards and with those putbacks. One more free throw coming for the junior. Quarterback for the football team, and he missed both of them. Rebound brought in by Patrick. Opportunity here for the Red Hawks. Trailing by six points, Patrick goes right down to the right block, off the glass, in for two. Exactly what I was saying. They're taking everything away so that they're vulnerable to the dribble drive. He went right to the basket. 35-31, back to a four-point ball game. Five and a half remaining. Sageman wide open the right block, and this one's in for two points. Slip behind the defense. He has nine. Stops at 4-0 run. 37-31. And we have a push against DeCarlo Sageman on defense. Be a little physical for I think so. That's his second, team second. Hope he's got any foul trouble. <laughs> it's only been four fouls this half, and it's been. Can't take him with you. <laughs> Both sides are playing tough defense. 5-18 remains of the fourth. 37-31. Cassidy by six points. Fernald will inbound to Carter Patrick in the backcourt. Keaton Brown will guard him from a distance. Gets a screen from Fernald to the right, goes to the left. Now retreats at the left wing. Trying to do a plan of his attack as well. Into the corner. Aiden Torres passes it over. This one's tipped out of bounds. It'll be Cass City ball. And they're going to say on the sideline. That's true. 5-0-1 remains in the fourth. 37-31, six-point lead for the Banax Hatchets. Have not trailed in this ball game. It was down to a single possession a number of times here in the second half. Kansas City just cannot get over that peak, though. Trails by six, 37-31. Cohen Sherman, right wing. Give and go to Aiden Torres. This one's off the mark. And brought in by Aaron Souls. 11th turnover for the Red Hawks tonight. Noah Kirvin dribbling around the perimeter to DeCarlo Sageman. Trying to do the give and go. Nothing there. Carter Patrick guarding him. 
Uh, slips between the defense would be Aaron Souls in for two points. He has 11. Nice move to the basket there. 39-31, and we have a timeout called by Aaron Fernald, a full timeout with four and a half remaining in the fourth quarter. It's 39-31, Bannock's by eight. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, Cass City comes out of the timeout, and Michael Bernard cannot get the jump shot to fall. Rebound by, by Badax, and Aaron Souls cannot get the lamp to fall on the runner. As rebound brought in by Cass City, going the other way. Still 39-31, 3 minutes, 55 seconds left. Carter Patrick inside the lane, an offensive foul on Patrick. Aaron Souls was staked out inside the lane. I'm sure I like that. Hey, they got the circle. They have, yeah. I just noticed that. They, they have, have the arcs here. That in, are they calling that in high school? I'm not sure if they're just being proactive. This is a new court, of course, this year, I do believe. Right. I, I believe that arc uh, must be if the college kids play here. When the Globetrotters will come rolling the team? Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. Badax back in offense. Jake McPhee to Keaton Brown, leading by eight points. Three and a half, give and go to McPhee. Under lane, this one's no good. Rebound brought in by Evan Clark. Into the corner. Big Gets bank right here. Aaron or Michael Fernald for the three. Uh, this one's no good. Rebound brought in, and we have a whistle as the much shorter Aiden Torres somehow got his hands over top of Keaton Brown in for the rebound. Held the ball, but that is going to be a foul on Aiden Torres. So this will be Aiden Torres' second personal. Team's fourth. I think this one official used to be used to be either play a pitcher or catcher in baseball for how many conversations he has with his hand over his mouth. <laughs> That's right. Don't have no way to read it. <laughs> I think Torres kind of got away with that pretty good there. He kind of over the back, then pulled him. Bite, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pulled him down to the ground, then kind of rubbed his face, and <laughs> all he got was a foul. That ain't bad. <laughs> He's got three more to give. Yeah. 318 remains in the fourth. It's an eight-point lead, 39-31. This thing's getting close to getting out of hand here for Cass City. McPhee back to Souls. Got to get a stop and then a make. Getting under, under three minutes. Souls takes his time at midcourt, being guarded by Swiderski. Now comes within six feet. Here's a screen for McPhee. Goes the opposite way. Hands it off to Kirvin against Torres. 2.50 remains. Eight-point lead for the Bloom Gold on the road, trying to make it 6-0 on the season. Have not played a game since playing, defeating Ubley on the road back in December as no Kirvin caught the ball and tried to throw it up in the air, but he's fouled instead. So he'll go to the free-throw line for two shots. This foul will go against number 10, Carter Patrick, his third. Yeah, he makes both these 10 points with 2.40 to go. It's a big hill for the Red Hawks. They're just having a hard time getting their offense going against this bad axe defense. Kervin is 4 of 8 from the free throw line this season. Now 5 of 9. And Steve, that is his first points tonight. Yes, I was just going to say, I don't think he scored. Evan Clark sits down for the Red Hawks. Replaced by Tyler Cumber. 
40 to 31. That is the largest lead of the night. And he goes two for two, and it's a 10 point lead. 41 to 31. Two forty-two remains. Carter Patrick brings the ball up against Keaton Brown. Gets a screen from Fernald. In Sageman now. At the left elbow, down the left side of the lane, puts it off the glass. This one's no good. Rebound brought in by Sageman. Here come the Hatchets. And we have a whistle on the reach as they're bringing the ball up. That is the seventh team foul. So this will be a one-in-one scenario. It'll put Aaron Souls to the free throw line for one and one with 2.24 remaining in the fourth quarter. Like I said, this one starting to get away. <laughs> you sound very intelligent tonight, Steve. Yeah, I think it has gotten away. Souls will make both these. It'll be a 12-point game. He's one for two from the free throw line tonight so far. And he missed it. Rebound, though, brought in by Keaton Brown. And we have a kick against Carter Patrick on the rebound. So it's going to be Banach's ball underneath their own hoop. Try this one again. Making me look bad on that free throw, miss. <laughs> Souls now one for three from the free throw line. After tonight, a 66% free throw shooter at 12 of 18. Noah Kirvin guarding, or being guarded by Aiden Torres. 2-12 remains in the fourth with a 10-point lead, 41-31. Into the lane of the right block, puts it off the glass, no good. Rebound brought in by Carter Patrick. Here comes Cassidy in a hustle. Patrick down to the free throw, or down to the baseline. He is fouled, and he will go to the free throw line for two shots with a minute 58 remaining and a 10-point game. Ball goes against Keaton Brown, his first. The way he plays the game, it, boy, he's going to shoot a lot of free throws in his career. Yes. He's attacking the basket all the time. He is three for five for the free throw line tonight for 60%. Enter tonight, an 89% free throw shooter on eight of nine free throws. And he missed that one. The broadcaster's jinx. <laughs> At least we got something going for us tonight. Hey, it's a real thing. You're telling me that the broadcast, the, the person on the free throw line can hear me talking about this no, right now? No, but it's just it's no, the, I, oh, I agree. It's, it's a karma thing. He makes that what? I mean, every Sunday, <laughs> he's made 16 field goals in a row. Ooh, wide right. And we have a whistle as Bannock's Aaron Souls was diving into the lane. This will be another one-in-one scenario. Foul goes against Aiden Torres, his third. Team's eighth. Actually, Noah Kirvin will be at the free throw line. Forty-one thirty-two. A minute fifty left here in the fourth. Not a lot of energy in this gym tonight. So everyone's still trying to get the hang of in-person basketball. Kirvin, the lefty's free throw is good, so he gets the second one. Now it's two points tonight. Two for three from the free throw line. Trying to make this the largest lead of the night, and he cannot do so. Stays at 10, but it is last tipped out of bounds. And our other microphone was hit. 
Keith Brown tried to fix it. Took one look at that uh, microphone stand and said, ah. That's too complicated. <laughs> when he's a senior, he'll figure it out. We'll give him some off-season training there. Minute 48 left of the fourth, 42-32. Bad inbounds to, to Carlos Sajuan. Guard by Kumper. And we have a whistle. Foul goes against number three. Tyler Kumper is third. Team's ninth. I didn't see much of a foul there. Uh, it really doesn't matter at this point. But I just think they're just trying to quick whistle, make sure things don't get out of hand, I guess. <laughs> quick whistle makes the heart grow fonder. Is that how it goes? Well... Free throw from Sageman is no good. Rebound still loose, brought in by Cohen Sherman. Loose ball. Carter Patrick nearly lost it by hands of Keaton Brown. At the left wing, a 10-point ball game, 42-32. Kumper to Carter Patrick. Takes the three left wing in the face of Keaton Brown. It hit the bottom of the net, but that was quite literally it. Goes out of bounds. It'll be bad axe ball, minute 21 remaining. Of an optical illusion there for a second. Yes. No one really could tell if it actually went through or not. And we have another whistle. This will be a foul against number three, Tyler Kumper, his fourth. And now double bonus scenario for the Bad Axe Hatchets. Puts Keaton Brown at the free throw line, shooting two. One for three from the free throw line tonight. And he fouled him. Oh, that is five. He can't take him with him. No. No points, five fouls. Well, for the f first game of 2022. I'll take it. I'll take it. Not bad. A little, little disappointed with the ending here just because it's kind of gotten away. Um, actually, would love to interview the players because I think – the ball is overinflated. Every guy has struggled handling the ball. That's Every true. single player has struggled handling the ball. That is true. I mean, just bringing it down the floor without pressure, the ball's been rolling away from bouncing where it just, just seems odd. It's the new lacquer. Well, that could be. Something's different. First free throw is no good. Second free throw is good from Keaton Brown. So it's 43-32, largest lead of the night at 11 points. For the Bad Axe Hatchets. 110 remains. Down into the low post to LaValle. It's stolen away by Souls. And stolen away once again from Cohen Sherman. By Cohen Sherman. Carter Patrick against Brown at the top of the key. Over to the right wing to Swiderski. Down at the baseline. Nothing there. Kicks it in the corner. And it's stolen away by Bad Axe. Sageman. Dribbling at midcourt. 45 seconds remaining. 43-32. Brown over to Curvin. Curvin into the post to Keaton Brown. No one really expected it, both of them included. Keaton Brown into the corner. 30 seconds remain. Opposite corner to Connor Etzel. Running this clock out. Sageman at the left wing. 11-point lead, 43-32. Las Vegas has this game at 11 and a half. 
Amazing how they do that sometimes. It is. Eight seconds remain. Ben X is going to hold this one out. And they will improve to 6-0 on the season in 1-0 in divisional play. As they take out the Cass City Redhawks, 43-32. Final score from Cass City. The first game of divisional play goes in favor of the Bad Axe Hatchets. Improves to 6-0 on the season with an 11-point victory on the road over the Cass City Redhawks. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network when we return. We'll wrap this one up from Cass City, Michigan in the M81 Valley right here on your home, Frisco Football and Basketball. I'll get used to that one of these days. Uh, being powered by Agar Valley Services. 43-32 final score from Cass City. Final score from Cass City, Michigan. The Bad Axe Hatchets improved to 6-0 on the season, taking out the Cass City Redhawks 43-32, an 11-point victory over their Greater Thumb West rivals. Bad Axe was led in tandem by Aaron Souls and Keaton Brown, each with 11 points, close behind DeCarlo Sajron at 9. Jake McPhee at 5 points, 3 points for Noah Kirvin, and 2 points for Griffin Meinhold and Connor Etzel. For the Cassier Redhawks, they were led by Carter Patrick with 18 points, exactly what he averages on the season through now four games. And then Mike Fernald had eight points, four points for Connor Herford, and Braylon LaValle for two points. That is all the scoring for the Cassier Redhawks. From the free throw line, Bad Axe was 10 of 18 for 55%. Cass City, 6 of 11 for 54%. Turnovers, Bad Axe had seven, Cass City with 13 Rebounds went in favor of Cass City by 2, 23-21. Cass City had 17 defensive rebounds, 6 offensive glass. Bad X with 15 defensive rebounds, 6 offensive boards. Largest lead of the night was 11 right at the very end there. And Steve Bone, what do you have for shooting? Uh, again, I, I said they were going to shoot better in the second half, and I was right. Not by much, though. Uh, Cass City was 8 of 15 inside the arc for 53%, 0 for 3 from uh, outside the arc. Um, Definitely got to do better there. They are 0 for 7 on the night from beyond the arc, uh, 13 for 37 inside. So overall, they were 13 to 44, 30 percent. Uh, you're not going to win very many ball games shoot 30 percent. On Banex side, um, they were 9 of 20 inside the arc for 45 percent. That's good. 0 for 4 from outside the arc. Again, need to do better, uh, and they will as the season goes. Uh, overall, 15 to 32 inside for 47 percent. One of 11 for 9%. Anyway, shot 37% for the game. Um, you know, I said in the pregame, you come to Cass City, it's a tough place to score. And uh, both teams defended really well. And again, it's the first game after the new year. It just it just seems like you see this quite a bit, especially if you, you know, if you play a team that's just playing zone, it kind of lets you get comfortable. And they shoot a little better. But everybody was pressuring the ball and putting a lot of, pressure on both offenses to, to make things happen, and both teams really struggled, but uh, I think I think the, you know, the, the more veteran play from Bad Axe just kind of came to the forefront, especially into that fourth quarter. I mean, take a look, Bad Axe hadn't played a game since December 17th. Cass City played a game on Tuesday. 
really, Kansas City's had now four games in the season. Badax has had six games in the season. A older, older team for Badax, Kansas City. I mean, Carter Patrick, a sophomore, Michael Fernald, a junior. We have a lot of underclassmen on that team. Of course, bright future for Cass City, especially. Badax, strong team. Looks like one of the two teams to beat. I'd say the Greater Than West now comes down to Badax and, and Reese. All, I mean, as assumed already, but I think with a win like tonight on the road and Cass City, like you said, tough place to play. But they did what they had to do. Came out winning by 11 and a low-scoring affair, just 43 points. When Badax is scoring, you know, on average, you know, 60-plus a night. It's a win's a win, I suppose. Do you look at the tape? Do you burn the tape? What do you do moving forward? Yeah, I mean, you know, again, you could kind of see some of the things they were doing. I mean, four guys scored from Cass City. They got to have more scoring than that. Um, and, you know, I mean, Michael Fernald had an off night. He got in some early foul trouble, just never got it going. I mean, between him and uh, Connor Patrick, they got to come up with 40 points between the two of them and then, you know, and then you got to get another, you know, 15 points out of the other guys somehow, some way. And uh, so Coach Fernaldo continued to do that. But what I was getting at, what, what I seen Badax was doing is they were actually leaving their guy to go double on Patrick or even Fernald, when especially like when Patrick would start to get in the lane where he really does well, they would drop their guy and just go get him. And, you know, it just made it difficult and they're gonna have to find somebody else that can score on Cass City so they can kick it to them and not let teams be able to do that because that's gonna be the blueprint hey get after Fernald get after Patrick make somebody else beat you and until somebody else does that's what everybody's gonna do to them yeah like Aiden Torres no points tonight he came in averaging eight and a half per game no points for him Riley Swiderski no points Tyler Cumber Cohen Sherman Evan Clark Braylon Valley with two points, Connor Herford with four. But uh, like you said, not much scoring outside of the two main cogs there. And when, you know, good teams are going to shut down your best shooters, and you need to find that other player. Yeah. And again, Badex, like I said, all five guys on the floor can really defend. And, you know, even though they were denying the two best players, they were still defending the other guys. Um, I just thought Kansas City maybe, um, I, you know, I kept saying Herford's going to be a key. He, had four he was right away. Yeah, he had four points in the first half. And I don't know if he even took a shot in the second half. So I just think, and you know, Coach Fernald again. It's a, it's a, it's a young team. You don't really know what you got till you actually play some games. They haven't played anybody that's you know very good yet. Now they have. So you know, he'll have it figured out. They got some games coming up where they can work on some stuff. So, I mean, it would be more. Um, I think it would be more a little more nerve-wracking to um, Bad Axe had they gotten beat. Oh, without a doubt. Cass City can look at this and say, hey, we're going to learn. We'll get better, you know, and then move on. So, Cass City is back on the road on Wednesday at USA. Bad Axe home in Bad Axe on Wednesday against the Reese Rockets. Yes, that's uh, – I might make it over there. Are we doing that game? Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, well, I'll, I, just I go on. Be, I'll just go on my own then. There you go. I will be. <laughs> I, I will be watching, but I will be from afar. I'll be out of state, unfortunately, on Wednesday. So we will not be covering that game. Our next broadcast. I have to look this up. I should have known this before. I should have said, before I said this. It's our first broadcast of the season, folks. It's always a, a little bit of a, a tale of just survival. Our next broadcast. Ah, yes, the backyard brawl, January fourteenth, Friday, Ubley at Harbor Beach. We shift our attention to the Greater the East. As Harvard Beach took out Brown City tonight, actually. 
in uh, Greater Thumb East action. So Ubley and Harbor Beach facing off next Friday, the 14th. And you'll hear that game on Sports Radio 1021 and live worldwide at WLWSports.com. With Clark Ramsey and Steve Bone, coverage starts right about 7 o'clock. That's what we do. Well, Steve, you survived your first broadcast of your second season. I can tell the improvements on the offseason have really started to pay off for you. <laughs> Didn't feel like it. Well, that, that, that's normal. I will say that certainly feels normal. When you say, when you when you want to say something, but you just don't know what to say, that's a completely normal feeling. So we, we will figure that out. Our listeners will also, they, well, they know that already, but they will also figure that out with us as well. And Steve Bone, any final thoughts here before we wrap things up? Hey, I'm glad we got this thing kicked off. Had a good game tonight. Um, it's just going to get better from here on out. So everybody will play better. Definitely they're going to shoot the ball better. And uh, But, again, when you defend, these teams will be in every game because they both teams defended. And down the road, they're going to win a lot of games because they do defend and they do have the ability to score points. Tonight's broadcast was brought to you by Thumb Seiler, the talk of the thumb, DS Services of Cass City, Kohler Propane, North Star Bank, Bayport State Bank, Farmers Co-op Grain Company of Kindy and Cass City, Case Survey, McVeigh Insurance Agency, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Burkhardt Plumbing and Heating, Hills and Dales General Hospital, Flannery Automall, Thumb Bank and Trust, Insure Health. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of Steve Bone, in-game analysis, I'm Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game. We certainly did. Good to get back on the airwaves as Cass City falls at home, but Bad Axe improves to 6-0 on the season. 43-32 is your final score, an 11-point double-digit victory for the Red Hawks on the road. We will be back on air once again next Friday as the Ugly Bearcats hit the road to take on the Harbor Beach Pirates and agree with them East rivalry, the backyard brawl in basketball as it should be a great game. And that one coverage begins at approximately 7 p.m. on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. That is a week from tonight, the 14th of January. Ubley at Harbor Beach is our next broadcast. We have a tentative schedule for the rest of the year, but the way the year is going, we're probably not going to see that game, that schedule intact, so we're going to release it game by game to start out with here before moving into the second half of the season. On behalf of Steve Bone, I'm Clark Ramsey. Thank you for listening tonight. Your Hardwood home for high school hoops is the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. Bad X wins 43-32 over Cassidy. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri Valley Services on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your hardwood home for high school hoops is the WLEW Sports Network.